0: All right, we're on. Yeah, we're back. It. We're That's here. It. This is it. We made it. Awesome. So, right there, the guys
1: dancing. There they are.
2: Alright, I'll look right into this camera. Thank you guys for joining us again. We appreciate all the positive feedback we've gotten on our podcast. And now it's time to get real. Just kidding. Um, let us know any questions that you have or give us feedback. And let's get this thing started. Yeah,
1: let's
0: do it. Restoration what, Radio, yeah, take three.
2: Bringing you everything. About life improvement. Yep. So, Jason and I watched a really interesting video earlier today um, by the Jordan Peterson. Mm. You might pronounce it Pedersen. I'm not sure because he is Canadian. His accent is amazing. But, um, Jason, you want to say anything about that video or our discussions that led thereafter leading up to my first individual
1: anchor, Uh, radio broadcast? Not really. I mean, I am a huge fan of Mr. Peterson and am consuming all that is, what he does, who he is, all those types of things, and and learning to... uh, Become greater. Yeah. And that uh, I just he communicates authentically, and so I love anybody that communicates authentically. Donald Trump, he communicates authentically. I love him too.
2: Yeah.
1: But Peterson, uh, he's good.
2: We're gonna make you expand on the Donald Trump thing.
1: We yeah, can- that was just the videos that you were making me watch last night, and it's definitely not. Podcast, yeah. Well, ready to put my name on. I'm not, yeah. I wasn't
2: ready for you to put your name on that either, which is why I was asking for clarification. But he, I know what you're saying, he spoke authentically when he said some things that pissed some people off. Okay, yes. Moving on from that, this will not be about that. Um, I know something I wanted to talk about, if you guys are up for it, is the what's your number versus what's your frequency thing? Cause I think that would be something really cool that people watching and listening could take away from this and start utilizing immediately in their own lives. You guys down with that?
0: Yeah, that's cool. We
2: okay, do that so, quite regularly. So. Right. So how it started, or if you want to, do you want to talk Eric or Jason about kind of what's your number, where that started is really to um, assess where, the guys um, that uh, live in our home—I um, don't even know how to say that part anymore. Uh, give us a—it's a
1: home, and they live it, in it. That's right. So it's accurate.
2: Um, give us an idea of where they're at—not uh, with their day, not with that—but just really internally, just where they are at on a scale of one to ten, and. Mm.
1: I see what you're saying. That I was a little lost there for
2: That's me. how yeah. it started, but now it's grown into something different. So, Jason, I would love for you to expand on that whole number thing because what I believe that people can take away from it, or what I know that they can take away from it, is um, application to their own lives and taking a look inside themselves. And hey, we're here for life restoration, right? So let's give these people some stuff they can can do and improve.
0: Cool.
1: Sure. Uh, Why don't you start?
0: Why? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know exactly. Where, I, I don't remember exactly where it started. I know that you started it, like just asking guys like where their number is and you know where they're at. We, and normally we'd start our meetings, and it was like, brrr. You know, I, pulling teeth to get anybody to talk about you know where they how their day was and and how to even kind of make that even register on some type of level other right. than my day was good. I uh, and then reporting back in on. The the facts of the day is kind of where we're, we're trying to get away from. It's like, mm-hmm. I went to work, I yeah. saw my friend, I typed on my computer, right. you know, I got mad, I came home, you know, and that was kind of what we were getting, and so it, it moved over into this, let's put a number on it, you know, let's put it on a scale of one to five, or we started with one to five, one to ten, or I what it was. I one to ten. Yeah, and let's put a number on it, and and uh, see where people are at, and and then it helped us kind of start It really it kind of helped us start measuring the communication level is really what it was of how in touch with yourself are you at this point in time with the day and then it's grown immensely from there based on where we landed like even last night in the meeting we had um, where you know for the first few weeks it was a struggle to kind of get through this the number part <laughs> Of having people give you a number is like, bruh, I don't know, I'm a two seven niner.
1: It's like the beginning. It 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 allows you to uh, it is a tool in which we use to see if you are really willing to participate. Yeah. You know, and it's like the beginning. It teaches you to start. You got to start somewhere, and what's right. easier than starting with a number? Right. Yeah. And so we get we stuck on the number one to ten, and we've we've often kicked around doing different things with it and here recently we've moved more into uh frequency and yeah. saying you know if zero is death on the frequency scale and 10 is completely alive you know what are you broadcasting what is yeah. your frequency that you're broadcasting today and the and the interesting thing is getting away from the facts. The facts are uh yeah. They can be they can have some value to them sometimes, but it depends on how you're giving the facts and really your frequency is often and should be separate from what you did today. Right. Yeah.
0: But you know, well,
1: yeah, I think what we were having what we what we were
0: trying to get away from was the material part of the day, right? Like, and move into a a place called, you know, where are you, what are you broadcasting really versus what happened to you today? Because that's not really the question we're asking is, you know, when we say, you know, what's your number? It's not, how was your day? Tell me, you know, tell me, report in on what happened to you today. And the, the number drives, and it is, it's simplistic to from a place of starting but it opens up an enormous door for communication with the guys that we've been using that with it's, right. been, it's been crazy like how that's changed even in my own day you know like just asking myself that throughout the day how much has changed on what I'm broadcasting and what um, what that means on at that point in time I think for on a deeper note what i what I realized with it, and I know some of the other guys have started to venture into this well, is that you can make a decision to be at that number at any point in time. It really separates, it begins to teach the individual that you can separate yourself from the circumstances of your environment and broadcast whatever it is you choose to broadcast at that moment in time. That you're not a victim of the circumstances that you're sitting in. and That's what I've seen with some of the guys that I know myself.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a form of accountability as well, where you can you know, without getting into trying to get someone to talk to you, you can look at someone and say, "Hey, what's your number?" Mm-hmm. And it, that immediately begins that authentic communication of, you know, kind of do you know who you are, where you are, and where you came from type of thing. And then once you take that breath and listen to yourself and and decide what you are what frequency you're broadcasting then you know we look at each other and say why yeah. you know what's going on and why are you why are you allowing your body the, the environment to dictate who you are and you know that is what we're getting away from is that these labels and facts and living in the body like i had a good day at work therefore i'm broadcasting a high frequency or I had a bad day at work, therefore I'm broadcasting a low frequency, doesn't... That's not who you are. And if you're spending every moment of every day in your life allowing all these different environments, your home environment, your work environment, Mm -hmm. your drive environment, your social environment, all these different things to dictate who you are, you're lost. And it's time to snap out of it and become aware of the undeniable facts of life and the fact is is that all those things don't decide who you are you were created for greater things
2: and I think what was really neat is when you walked through that with me and said then you're kind of asking yourself am I who I think I am so you know you know, you're walking through that yourself, getting a better understanding, so. Yeah. I don't know if you want to talk even a little bit more about frequency, but it's very interesting to me, that whole scientific part of, you know, we do emit a frequency.
0: Yeah. And put off energy or frequency. Right. and That's an undeniable, like, we, we, we put off a frequency one way or the other, and, and to, to back to what, Jason was saying, "Is it is it a low frequency? Is it a high frequency? And and what is that frequency broadcast saying? Right. You know. And um, I've heard people say it a number of different ways, right? But I think that putting it in that kind of context or wording makes sense to today's person because we're so involved with technology and broadcasting. Right. We're doing a podcast right now. We're broadcasting stuff, right? Is that what are you putting out there? And right. you're buying." There's an unseen thing that most of us would, if we stop and think about it, we've always been aware of because there's these moments in time where like, hey, they're putting off a good vibe or there's right. something here. You know. yeah, And it, it has to do with the frequency a person's putting off. Um, you know, Most people just don't take the time to become aware of yeah. what, what they're putting out there, right? And then they wonder why different things come in contact with them the way they do and why certain events repeat themselves in their life consistently, or why certain types of people are coming at them consistently and they find themselves in the same relationships with the same things. And it has to do with that frequency that they're repetitively putting off that connects with whoever that person is and overlaps in the way that it needs to. And it create if it's dysfunctional, it will create a dysfunctional connection right. and therefore becomes a dysfunctional relationship or dysfunctional circumstance or whatever else. But, you know, and the fact that we don't always realize what we're doing in that moment, uh, we just tend to blame it on, like, I guess it's just bad luck. Like, I just keep picking the wrong guy or girl to go out with or right. marry. Why doesn't that ever work like out guy? for
1: me? Yeah, I not know.
0: weird that I picked the guy first. is strange. I don't know. And I was looking, looking I was looking at Jason, so it's I weird. Yeah, you have really
1: bad luck with guys, I know. I'm, I know. If I it didn't know work out, it's why I married a woman. So, Good. um... <laughs> But, you know, but that it, it is the truth. It's like listen, you know, you attract what you broadcast. It's just that simple. You, you cannot be in lack. You can you cannot you, you cannot wake up every morning begging, wishing, hoping, praying that your life is going to be different today and expect anything other than what has already happened in your life. Because that is what you're broadcasting, that's what you're sending out there, and that's what is going to come back. And so we here uh, at the Life Restoration Office of Infinite Possibilities like to focus on the undeniable and what we can control and what we cannot control. Mm -hmm and those are that the, those are the undeniable things that have been proven through experience through science through all these different things that allow us to become aware of what is and once we become aware of what is then we can accept it and begin to change our broadcast right and so uh, you know. But this, this, before we go any further, right? I, I'm gonna put. This, I'm gonna do something real quick. Yeah. I meant to, we meant to do this at the beginning. We're gonna do it now anyway. And next week it's gonna be at the beginning. We don't know a freaking thing about anything. The more I know about all this stuff, the less I know. And so our purpose in being here in broadcasting is not to be right. It is not to get people to like come along with our way of thinking or belief systems or anything like that because we don't have a belief system we don't have a way of thinking we are on an adventure and the three of us are explorers Mm -hmm. and we are going out and have been going out you know for the last decade plus plus exploring everything that is life restoration and so that's who we are where we are and where we came from and and that's what we're doing here and so I just want to that's the disclaimer Yeah, it's like we're not here as experts in anything else other than our lives and what has worked for us
2: that we've also taught others
1: sure and it's worked for thousands of others but um, you know that speaks for itself, right? You know we don't need uh to... Anyway, so I just that may have just like completely changed the frequency of the whole episode, but oh well. I wanted to get that out there closer to the there. beginning.
2: Now, do you have any idea what you were going to say?
1: Me? Yeah.
0: Nope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Let so, me get back in the position.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So that's that, and... I'm back. <laughs> now we're back. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know where we were going with that.
2: Well, I have something I want to say. This was a, Good. This was a quote today that I really liked. Okay. And I don't know where it came from. Okay. Maybe. Anxiety is a fear of the future. Depression is a fear of the past.
1: Mm. Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yep. Boom. I was going to say, that's Dr. Yeah. Joe. Okay. And so, that it, it, we, we failed to really emphasize, you know, we mentioned Peterson earlier. Right. Yep. Dr. Joe is a huge influence on all of us right now and has been on me for quite some time. Uh, I, one of the things I noticed that we failed to mention here in the last couple episodes was Muse Meditation. Yep. Push ups for the brain. Oh,
0: huge! Huge <sighs> assistance. Huge assistance. It's
1: huge. And he, it's huge. It
2: speaks from experience.
1: Huge. Yes. a uh, great, great tool to put you into position to be able to hear yourself, to learn how to meditate, to I'm, get out of your own friggin' way. I'm getting ready it? to write them a own thank certainty. you
2: letter. Yeah.
1: I think I'm getting ready to write them a thank you letter.
0: Yeah. Because I've been using the Muse for, what, a month or something, maybe a little longer? Yeah. Yeah. And I heard myself think for the first time, maybe since I was an infant, uh, this last week. And it's been, I told told him, like, my meditations have totally changed in this practice of just spending and dedicating some consistent time to it, where, like, it was the first time I was like, click, I was behind the veil, like, finally, you know? And I was like, whoa, and not, I've had some great meditations, but these were like, now it's like.
1: Really, consistent.
0: it's consistent, yeah, and it's not four hours here, an hour there, and I'm not having to hang upside down and get into some type of yoga camp or you know, weird linen clothing or anything like that to get it done. Like, I spent 10 or 15 minutes here. <laughs> Do you don't have a tambourine, no, there's no tambourine, my kid broke it, but um, it was there. That's what I take up the collection with afterwards, um. But it's been it's been awesome. So I, I'm I'm, I'm kind of joking, but not joking. Like I really do want to send them a, like a thank. Like this you thing's should. really great. It's awesome. Tweet them. I should tweet it.
2: Dedicate That's them. a real.
0: That's how we do everything now. Yeah, it's not really, right. I'm, I'm so old-fashioned. I want to get there really and something. You really are talking about writing. No
2: man, uh-huh. we'll Send them a letter. Yeah. You want to get in touch with them? DM them. I'll on just Instagram.
0: step behind the veil and send them some quantum frequency. That's they'll it. Pick up on it with their app. That's it. The birds will be chirping and they'll be happy.
1: Uh, yeah, so, so, so I wanted way, to mention so, yeah, that some of that, that stuff. Why don't you share real quick before we go there yeah. what cuz a lot of people struggle with this idea of meditation. Yeah. So let's not get into the religious BS and all that stuff right, right now. Let's just get into what people struggle with in regards to sitting down yep and not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, what for you what the, you know clicking over to the other side, what that looks like, what, yeah. what it sounds like.
0: It's, you know, so I'm coming out of my addiction background, like just I've always had this enormous amount of inner dialogue that's going on. And I've been somewhat aware of it, you know, to some extent because of the way I behave yeah. <laughs> at times. And even as I've been in recovery for 10, you know, 10 years now, the way I would calm down my thinking or get through things would be almost like I would fight with myself and then at times win the argument on the on the calm down side or on the step, step aside side and then after that whole exhausting process diffuse whatever was going on. But it was this whole like, you know, argument going on. And so as, you know, Jason suggested meditating, we've been checking it out and he started doing it before I did and he was like, just do it. You know, I was like, yeah. all right, you know. Um, and so for me, the hard part was like, of course I had all these preconceived notions about what meditation was and not, not from a religious standpoint, just so like, okay, I have to get like a mat. I need to get my shoes (laughs) off. I've got to sit a certain way. Oh my God, my back's going to hurt. My hip flexors are tight. And I tried it the first couple of times. like, but I can't do this. I'm on the floor and I'm like, I I couldn't get comfortable. And so then I I started, you know, reading a little bit more into meditation, some instructions on it, just some basic, simple, like meditation stuff. And I was like, sit. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, okay, I can sit. So it was just became sit, get into a, some somewhat of a quiet space where there's not kids hitting me with Hot Wheels or, yeah. you know, baby dolls and Barbies flying at me with, you know, trolls blaring in the background. And um, so I started just doing that, spending some time. I think his first was like five minutes at your house, actually, when I was over there one day after a huge blow-up. And um, I sat down, did that, and I didn't know what I was doing at that point. I just sat down and did whatever. Um, and then what happened at first was, the old brain waves, your thought processes kicked in. It started, at first, it was this argument of, don't think, don't think, just be quiet, just be quiet, and the breathe. whole time. Yeah, breathe, just track your breathing. Now, now, concentrate on your breathing. But at the whole time, this is literally what's going on in my head, and I'm like, how do you meditate when I'm trying to talk myself into meditating? Because I need to calm myself down so I can meditate, so that I can do what I need to do. And then, for whatever reason, I finally got to this place, I think you and I were talking one night, and it was like, you don't have to do anything, quit trying, you know, and so I just sat down one night and said, I'm not going to try, I don't care how this goes, I'm not focused on like, and I'm a, I'm a big results, results oriented right. person, so yeah. like, I'm always like, this just wasn't good enough, you know, so I finally sat down and said, screw it, I don't care how this goes, I'm going to sit down, That's what you're and, to and the only thing I'm going to do is just relax and Un- kind of unplug my brain you know and so I did and it was the first couple of times it was weird it was almost like at times I would get to this place and I could feel myself relax and it was like and I'd come back out of it and like almost like you know somebody shocked me and um, I was like that's weird but then as I kept practicing that, I realized what that was and that was it was a space that I had never been in before so I would equ- I would almost equate it to feeling like falling those times, like almost like I was falling when I'd step into those places, and it would kind of throw me off because I've never felt like that. And so, as I continued to practice that over time and realize what that was, I got more comfortable with that and was able to shift myself in there. Now, I can, you know, I've gone from, and on the music, it measures your calm time. So, I've gone from like 20, 30% to more like 70, 80% of the time that I'm doing. And my times have gone up. But it's just, I, I stopped trying. It was the easiest way to explain it. I didn't try. I just sat back and unplugged and said, let's take a step back. Well,
1: so uh, how, do, how do you stop trying? What does that mean?
0: You know, I, from, I, I, the dialogue was a big part. Like I had to stop talking to myself. And so uh, I, I had to first, I started becoming aware of that there was all this dialogue. And then I had to take the next step, which was I'm just not going to engage in it. And then, as I stopped engaging in it and started focusing on just my breathing, literally just breathing in and breathing out, not concentrating on a way where I was describing my breathing. So one of the things I was doing was like describing my breathing to myself, which was kind of verbalizing. And then the other things I was doing was in my descriptions, I was that I was I was trying to tie a, a picture of something with what I was doing in my mind which was not allowing me to relax. So I would try to envision what I was trying to do with some conversation versus just concentrating on feeling my breath. Mm-hmm. And this is a big difference in feeling my breath and trying to understand my breath. Right. right. And so once I gave up on trying to understand my breath and just got into feeling things, it was it was really uncharted territory for me, but it also that's what when it clicked. So,
1: it, would it be fair to say that when you stop focusing on what you want from the experience, the result... Yep. That is what allows you to stop trying. Because when you don't care what happens, you just know that you need to do this... No. Yep. ...then that takes the expectation away from what is going to happen... Mm-hmm. It also takes the expectation away in the middle of it where you're having this dialogue with yourself constantly trying to figure it out control it right? and you just let it all go and you be and you begin to experience something that I would say you've never experienced before but that's not true because there was a time when uh, you were created that you were in a space where you did not think about all of this insanity and you were quiet and you were able to just breathe Mm -hmm. and be and when we do that we are allowing ourselves to get back to our most um, native place, position of life in life Mm -hmm. Yeah which was you know, when our heart started beating and when we started breathing.
2: Mm-hmm. And I wanted to reiterate two things that you said. You said over time, but uh, we're talking about a month here, so it doesn't take a long time no, to keep no. the practice going. And also, you started with five minutes. I think that's another important yeah. misconception that people have, is that this meditation, um, it needs to be a certain way, or like you mentioned, sitting... Sitting right. on the floor with the mat, and no, it's not like that. So, I mean, it
0: can be, but
1: it doesn't have to be. Right. Yeah.
2: And Dr. Joe Dispenza has a lot of great meditations. There's also tons of great apps out there.
1: Muse Meditation. Muse Meditation. Muse meditation. Push-ups,
2: push-ups, push-ups for the brain. For the brain. Push-ups brain.
0: for the brain.
2: This segment has been sponsored by...
0: The Muse.
1: Muse Meditation. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's really awesome. It, be, it
2: monitors your brain waves, sends reports. It does these cool things to... To help you with it's that. just a tool yeah
0: yeah it's it's literally been like um, and you know I go to the gym so it's, it's really a, I, I equate it very similarly to working out you know it's just the repetition of doing it opens doors you know just making that commitment to to do it and be in that space so
1: it's like you don't go to the gym you're very you know you don't anytime and work out and You know, do some push-ups and sit-ups. And you're not going and doing those repetitions for right then and there. Right. It's the result comes later on. Mm -hmm. And you're not in control of the result. You don't know how it's going to come to you. You don't know what it's going to do for you. But you know that it's good for you. And so one of the interesting things about it that I like, is that the results, the clarity, the focus, is often just absolutely surprising.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: And, you know, that's what we call surrendering our lives to infinite possibilities. Getting out of what we know, and just doing the work, and then being okay with whatever, whenever it comes. But we do know it's going to come. That's yeah. the proven part.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think that was part of the other part with me with the expectations peeling off was I had some type of expectation of walking away from meditation with something I could describe or experience that was going to take place or revelation that was going to, you know, and when I got away from that part of it, because that's me trying to control of that and just said, I don't know what this is going to, I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, Uh, and just be in the moment of where I am. And like you said, I haven't walked, you know, I've become much more aware over time, but I didn't just pop up, take the muse off, be like, oh, thank God that was the best 10 minutes. Now I'm fully aware, you know, of this. And I'll walk down, you know, and, and walk back out. I mean, I think the greatest part of it is just the fact that in doing it, I know that something's gonna happen you know I know that I can't I know that I'm based on experience I'm not gonna do do it and end up being the same as I was before I did it over time Mm -hmm.
2: and I like what Corey mascara says which is give yourself one minute a day he meditates for at least one minute a day because just that one minute is proving to yourself that you are important enough to go away from Mm -hmm. everything else now, does he meditate for more than one minute a day? Absolutely, and that's the whole goal. But if you could just take out one minute a day, then you're on your way to be in a
1: better you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big part of it is saying, you know, back to the whole frequency and, and working on life restoration and asking yourself the questions, uh, you know, am I who I think I am? And caring enough to ask the question to yourself. Having enough empathy and love for self. Willingness to communicate with yourself before you go out and try and save the world or change the world or um, whatever it is that you're out there doing. Placing everything and everyone in front of you. And if you're not the most important person in your life, then no one else is going to feel or receive a thing from you. You can tell yourself that things are happening and that they are, but the truth, the undeniable truth, is that you can only receive what you broadcast. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not the most important thing in your life, no one else can be either. Yeah. Because you don't know what that looks like. So we get to talk a lot, and there there we got so much information that we want to talk about and and breaking down some of these uh how do I know who I am, where I am, and all that good stuff, and that will come. but I wanted to give uh the floor to you, Robin, and you know kind of expound on. Some of our conversation earlier today, and the truth be told is that there's a lot of women out there that don't ever get an opportunity to talk, yeah. to be anything different than what their circumstances are providing. And oftentimes, later on in their lives, 50, 60, 70, 80s year, year old women. Uh, have these breakdowns because they have poured themselves into everybody else mm-hmm. and they have no idea who they are. Yeah. And they have been hoping, wishing, begging and praying that this feeling inside of completion would come when their children did this or you know, all these different things that they place these expectations on and Eric and I like to talk, but I know there's some fans out there that want to hear what you have to say.
2: Um, well, I think it's just relatable, um, that women, we are advocates for everyone else and, you know, be that our job if we work, our husbands if we're married, our kids if we have them, whether they're grown or not, and so... We do rarely take that time out for ourselves, but what where I was at this morning was just feeling kind of meh, if you've seen the new Emoji movie. I was meh. Mom. Meh. 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 Um, just with um, this constant pull and tug from, um, you know, what do I make my primary discipline? Is it to try to be the best mom you know obviously you want to be the best of everything but is it more focused on parenting is it more focused on our our um organization and business is it more focused on being a wife you know a daughter a sister a friend you could name all these things so um was just feeling not enough which i know every woman. I don't, I'm not sure that there is a woman that I know that doesn't feel that, Um, but just trying to see more where that came from and also getting a better understanding of how to fix it. So that was the terminology I used this morning. So I'll just, you know, lead with that because I am a very type A personality. I make things to do list and I like to check them off and fix things. I want to analyze my problems do whatever I need to do to get it to disappear or push it under the rug if I must and move on from it. Most of the time pretending that it never existed. I mean, that's really my hard wiring is this perfectionistic. um, I can do all things, you know, nothing can stop me and that. And I mean, and I do feel like, thank God for that hard wiring because it has really gotten me past some pretty horrific things in life. But, um, just to kind of expand on what we talked about this morning, um, let me see. I don't really,
0: what, where I should have, I
2: begin? I have
0: a question for you when you were saying something. Go ahead. And so when you were, because you brought up the fact that, um, you felt, use the word fix things. Yeah. Yeah. is how you felt. Just, like there's all this yeah. stuff like. I've got this, I've got that. I got, you know, cause you've got yeah. a kid, you've got, I'm
2: trying to figure things out Jason. so I can do this yeah. and I can fix it.
0: Right. Yeah. And so, um, with fixing, you know, I, that word always pops up to me when I hear it. And I hear myself say it even because I'm, I'm like that too. Like, it's like fix, 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 yeah. fix, fix. But, and then I, I take a step back and I'm really like have a moment Yeah. and I'm like, fixing is so reactive. Yeah, you know, I feel like that's like me being reactive to life and if, that frustrates me.
2: Yeah,
0: like that that part of that is frustrating to me. It feel like I've always got to fix everything and then I don't know. It's, it's kind of like, do you feel the same way about that? Like fixing stuff?
2: Oh, listen, that is such a hilarious vernacular that yeah. in the South we're fixing to go do yeah. this. Well, exactly. I'm yeah. fixing to go fixin do this. I'm fixing to go eat dinner. I'm fixing to go this. Like, that must have started from that, the need of people to want to fix everything.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm, I'm fixing fixin to go do this. Yeah. Okay. But anyway. Yes. Yeah, so. Very
0: good
2: yeah, right. Um, I came <laughs> from somewhere. Um, yeah. Now would will be think, fitting, fitting to. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> fitting to. I look at, you know, life. As I knew it uh, pre-evolving out loud every day, Um, as, yeah, I mean, whether it was in my company that I owned, a problem came to me from a client, boom, came up with a figure out the best and quickest, most efficient, effective way to fix it, and done. Moving on to the next thing, like putting out a bunch of fires all the time. The next
1: problem. The next problem. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's the answer man syndrome. Yeah. Answer
0: woman syndrome. Yes, thank you.
2: Um, Yeah, so... Did that
0: answer your question? What? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's equal. I'm hearing you say it's frustrating. It's, it's, yeah. it's like you've been conditioned in some sense oh, in your, in your professional life, especially it sounds oh, right. like that because when you are talented at something and in your position, it's equally as dangerous because people come to you with all kinds of problems wanting you to fix them, right? right. Can you fix my son? Can you fix my daughter? Can you fix our family? We've
2: been to four can, places. Can you, can yeah. you fix
0: something? Can you fix this yeah, thing, yeah, you know, yeah. situation? And um, and so I can find, I, I you know, I know that, and I, I deal with that at work too. Like this, fix this, fix that, fix yeah. this is broken. This is that. And um, I just didn't know where you, like how you felt about it and when, what space do you try to get yourself into um, or what space were you able to get into this morning if you were to get out of that yeah. kind of, hey, I need to fix everything.
1: Because that puts a lot of pressure on an individual. Oh,
0: yeah. You know, it's like... What it does is
1: people that that fall in love with fixing, okay? And you had mentioned that women put all their stuff into all these other people. And and I believe that is the story that they tell themselves. But the reason why a fixer fixes is so they don't have to focus on themselves.
2: Absolutely. And that's where codependency comes in. Right. Yeah. So... We were watching a video this morning. It was Jordan Peterson's live uh, YouTube video from 81417. It's just a couple days old. has over 100,000 views. It's awesome. But one of the things he talks about when someone asked him a question was about self-transformation. And his advice is if you're going to be a creative person, you need to put your life together. You need to increase your consciousness because... If you're a neurotic person, then with a higher consciousness, you have a, no, a lower neuroticism. So, clean your room, organize your life, get a routine. He, get, he gave all these things establish disciplined habits, talked about calendaring, talked about all these things because um, this was this uh, person that asked questions about how to be their most creative. And he said, Well, what you have to do is organize your surroundings because if everything else is calm, then that leaves this open space for you to be creative. creative. And that's easier than the radical reconstruction on your fundamental temperament, which you may be maybe not be able to change at all. So it was really awesome. So then, th- that was kind of it. And I mean, what I loved
1: what he said. Uh, these are my words, some of his words, some of mine. But voluntarily, yeah, voluntary slavery to something. That creates discipline. Over and over and over and over again becomes a skill. Right. It's a voluntary submission. Yeah. To, to a repetition. To a repetition to yeah. change. To create. Yeah and,
2: yeah. and so what's interesting is, and then there's another question that was really good that maybe we'll lead into. But what was interesting is, so when I was discussing after we watched it the second time, and I was discussing with Jason. My thoughts, I immediately went to the list-making. I immediately went to, okay, well, I definitely can get more organized. I can definitely calendar this. I can do, you know, because he talks in calendaring about don't make your calendar as a tyrant. It's your confident. It's your advisor. Right. Create the week that you want. Don't be Schedule a Schedule it the to way it. that you yeah. like where you're, where things that you consider meaningful and productive are getting done. And there's, you know, this this uh, thing that you see Right. going on in a positive way so I start telling Jason all these things boom 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 I can do this I can do this I can do this because I can do that and then I say you know when he talks about neuroticism I go but I don't think I'm very neurotic and you know I, I'm going on and then Jason's like well actually about that and then it just starts kind of unfolding for me the ways in which I can have neurotic behavior and Also that it's not bad that I, you know, that became aware of this. Just the fact that I was willing to understand it and become aware Mm -hmm. is a huge step because now I can do something about those things. And I didn't have that understanding. Um, I just looked at it. Okay, neuroticism, that's something bad. So I don't have that. Even if I do have it, I'm going to pretend I don't have it. And I'm going to keep on moving on and do all these things that I can do. Right. But that's not what it's about. It's about that self-awareness. It's about that self-discovery of understanding more about me and how I work and what makes me tick and what, you know, get an understanding of those things so that I can then develop them more, that I have a launch pad to be better, be different, understand where neuroticism is good and understand where I'm a little over the top. That right. Area. That's what I was going to
0: say. I think you mentioned that, and it's one of the things that... um over the last couple of years that I know that I've become much more aware of is the, is just the, the, not everything is all good and not, or all bad. Right. Like, you know, and we are kind of conditioned to think like, to your point, neuroticism, yes. oh, that's yeah. terrible. Right. Yeah. Like so I definitely th- don't it's, it's all, cause it's just, yeah. it's awful. That's bad. This is good. Let's see how many things we can get stacked on the good side. Right. And if I've got more good than bad, then everything's great. And I've got more bad than good, then everything's not great. Right. And then when you take a step back and start diving into what you're talking about, it you become aware, like, hey, it's not good or bad, it just is. Right. And there are parts of this that I'm misusing or right. letting drive too hard, and there's parts of this that are really, really great aspects that I can build upon, because it's part of who I am. Yeah. And if I embrace those parts and love those parts of me, yeah. then I can leverage those parts to really be an influential or powerful or working for happy you. and expressive person in whatever I'm doing. Yeah. And, and instead of condemning myself, you know, and getting into yeah. like this whole guilt and shame because I have this piece of this. Or this this right. label. This label that, I, that I've been told is so bad. Right. I can look at it and just go, okay, well, this is what it is. I, I need to push that that piece of this and yeah. don't, don't utilize that part. Let's leverage this piece of it. It's so, really, really great.
1: Eckhart Tolle says that you have to be able to recognize insanity in yourself to grow past it. Yeah. Yeah. So you have That's to really become good. aware of who you are. Yeah. Right. If you don't take the time to become aware to who you are, where you are, based on where you came from, you can never unfold into anything else other than who you are So what you're saying is everybody has insanity in them exactly <laughs> and, and you have to be willing to become aware of it and accept it yeah to move beyond it and the right.
0: fact that you have it doesn't make you a lesser it's human being it bad. actually just proves you are a human being right right, <laughs> right. you know yeah
2: that's
0: That'll very cool Oh.
2: I mean, something that Gary Vee said on a podcast that I was listening to earlier is about how much he believes in self-awareness and is obsessed with it to the point where he said if he could gift his daughters anything and everybody in the audience anything, it would be a gift of self-awareness. Because mm. I'm going to quote this. He says, once you have self-awareness, everything changes. If You actually know who the fuck you are instead of trying to be something you wish you were. Everything changes. And I think that goes right along with everything that we're doing. And what you were just saying about those things, it's actually figuring out who you really are. Not who you wish you were, not who you want to be, not who your parents think you are, not who...
0: Society says says you're supposed to be. Exactly. And and then the next step that has my eyes opened up to is in falling in love with that part of yourself. All of yourself. All of yourself. And as you discover these things about yourself, falling in love with that part of it. You know, I think, you know, for most of us, there's this weird perception that, like, we're not supposed to literally fall in love with ourselves, especially anything that might not
1: be perfect. Right. Like, if there's any type of inadequacy... Right. We definitely can't love that about ourselves. Right. And the problem is, is those inadequacies are labeled based on who we are around... Yeah. ...during different seasons of life, and so... If you are basing your life on these labels based on who you're around as an inadequacy, then you never are able to find something about yourself to fall in love with. Right. right. Because everyone is telling you how bad you are, how lost yeah. you are, how yeah. this you are. You need to be saved. You need to, yeah. You've lost your way. You you're a sinner. Up. You're a terrible person. Yes, yeah, so and you need something on the external to solve all your internal Mm. problems and so don't look inside go out there look out there and if you do this right this right this right and this right then you should be okay and usually by the time you realize that you have done all these things that people have asked you to do and you still feel like crap inside then it's a new season of life the undeniable peaks and valleys of life, and so they move out of your life, and new people move in, and you're just on this Starting wicked roller you. coaster of right. hell on earth, yeah. Right. suffering. Well, it goes, yeah,
0: it goes back to when you're walking into a situation or an experience or a time in your life, and you're looking for someone to tell you who you are. Ugh. Right, they will. But it's not going to be who you are. That's who you it. You really are, yeah. You know, and so you spend all this time frustrated trying to live up to somebody else's design for your life that you were never intended to live into. Right. And then why do we always feel inadequate? Well, because I'm measuring myself against some type of measurement that's not me.
1: Right. An external measurement. An
0: external measurement. And whether that's... In the church or in psychology or in wherever it is it might be. You're looking at your work. The gym. The work's a big one, gym's a big one physically. Magazines,
1: women, scanning, not scanning, all these different things. Everyone's
0: told me I'm supposed to go to this class to take this path to have this degree. Oh Lord. You know, and there's and again, there's nothing wrong with getting degrees or 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 going to college or going to church or going to any of those things. Right. But if you're showing up at any of those places looking for those people to tell you who you are, you're in for some frustration. Oh, and man. suffering. And I, we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. we all speaking from experience. from experience. Yeah, we we're speaking from experience. We've all shown up at all those places and yeah. let people tell us who we were. Right. And ran around thinking that's who we were. And yeah. then bumped into all the suffering and pain that we did trying to live in that influence, you well, know. so I
2: think what's really cool is that if you hang on for the ride and you actually sit with those inadequacies for a bit and just accept them, feel them experience them, then you really do begin to understand the unique individual that God created and that you are. And when you know those things, then you're okay with yourself, then you operate from a completely different perspective.
0: Well, it's it's the old, you know, we try to protect those in denial that people aren't going to see them or whatever it is. And the reality is we're lying to ourselves the whole time that we're doing it too.
1: Right. And it's
0: like... This miserable game of hide and seek yeah. that we get into, the, you know, as Jason calls it at the time, mental masturbation Oof. that we get into. I don't know that the
1: fans are ready for that, one,
0: but. <laughs> but it's this, you know, this sick game that we play in our heads. That yeah. hey, I, you know, I, I. And you're right. If you can just sit in it, one of the things that you realize is because we've convinced ourselves otherwise. The first thing we convince ourselves is if anyone finds this out, or if I acknowledge right. this then the world will come to an end as i know it in some capacity. Right. And when you sit in it and realize it and become aware of it and accept it and start to do these things with it, what you very quickly realize is first the world does not come to an right. end. Like all your friends don't run out the door, your right. family doesn't just run out, you know, the the you know the clouds don't start falling out of the sky and trees dying in your yard like it just is what it is, right? Like, I don't know, there's just all these crazy things we tell ourselves, but yeah. that's kind of the perception we have with this. It's like, if I admit this and accept it, then, like, this whole life is going to die, which is partially true, because this false life that you've been living in will die. Oh, yeah. You know, and your new reality, which is closer to or who you are,
1: yeah.
0: is is going to be born or, or be um, experienced yeah. at that moment in time. The
1: longer you spend grasping on to these things that you think as your salvation for comfort mm-hmm. for love for connectivity the longer you hold on to these things the more impact they have on your current life as well as your future Jesus. life yeah. when see, see the interesting thing is that you always will find out what is or what is not. Like, you'll always find out that through time, through experience, that something is what it's supposed to be or is not what it's supposed to be. What happens is, is that when you live life through experience, you see the truth, you explore. hmm Yeah. Okay? We have those mountaintop experiences. And we don't get to dictate or choose that that happens. It just does. It just happens. Like when we exercise, there's a result. When we do this, there's a result. And so what i found is the longer people stay in this place of unwillingness to find out who they are and be who they are... Uh, the more traumatic it is for them to come out of that place mm-hmm. as these beliefs are ripped from their,
0: right.
1: from their beings. And so I think about um, you know, some of these older generations that have held on to things that are honestly insane. And the unwillingness to even see them for their insanity enables them to be in the current moment. And, um, yeah, you know, I just think, I just know, think about some people and some things in regards to that and just the absolute unwillingness to, that something could possibly be different than what they think it is. Right. the, the yeah. Causes them to suffer more yeah. than people that look like they're suffering and that they're not, but they just are still living in this made-up world that they've made up in their head or that they've been programmed with. And it's just those exact things in which they worship become the source of suffering. You know, I think about the holidays for family, Santa Claus or um, religion or just different things that As you get older, you hold on to more because you're seeking this core value in your life, this love from something that ultimately, every time it happens in the first place, every time it happens year after year after year, it gets harder and there's more pain involved in all of it. And it's just... What a terrible way to live your life. Well, it's
0: it's the old it's the old story and the old lie that the goal in life is to take all the chips and stack them up in order to form some type of structure that by the time you get to a certain age it all makes sense, yeah. right? And that's not even close to the goal. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's not an adventure. That's not experience it's experiencing life and opening yourself up to any type of possibilities. What you what you've continually done is actually narrowed your scope of experience. Because the more things you stack up, the more answers you have, the less opening there is to experience anything beyond what your answer is. So by the time you get to a certain point, and some people call them know-it-alls, but most people wouldn't look at themselves that way when they when they sit down and say, I'm a certain age and I've experienced this and that, and they're being bullheaded, as some people would call it, is. But that's what we've done. We've taken all these experiences and stacked them up, done what the brain does, right? File, register. And then we look at the past to see what the future is going to hold. And then the only thing left to do when you look at the past to predict the future is repeat. Well, yeah. there's that's great if you want to repeat what's going on. But yeah, there's well, nothing, you're not you're, in the you're now.
1: When you're, look, when, yeah. you're, when you're looking in the past to predict the future, you're not in the, now. Not in the now. And
0: you can't create anything new. Right. With anybody? With no one. So there you're isolated in this weird, unknown, not unknown, only known space. Because the only space you're in is a space that you know. Yeah. based off somewhere you've been. And so the only thing left to do is repeat whatever it is you experienced in the past. Yeah. And then what people wonder, again, why what they're broadcasting. Well, here's what you're broadcasting. You're broadcasting the same shit you've broadcasted for years with the same experiences that you've right. had for years, getting the same results that you've had for years, and you're going to continue to do that from now until the end of time if you don't stop referencing your old past yeah. in this moment, to broadcast a controlled future.
2: That's good. So let's kind of, to recap or end things, let's kind of give, we just given a lot of information, I think, that it's really good stuff, but let's go back to some of those practical applications of things that people can do.
0: Handstands.
2: If, stop. <laughs> if, they, if they want to take away from this to what is their frequency or you know who am I like those are some really good questions that you can just start to sit with um who are you who do you feel you are who do you think you are so we can start to get to who you actually really are and um you know that's some things that I would say they could just really try to sit with figuring out who they are in life um you know, those types of things. What, what are no, the, some things the, that you those guys... Those things,
0: think? I think one of the things that I picked up from Tony Robbins a while back that I thought was really, really great was um, when you're when you're taking a step back and you're looking at and you ask yourself the question, what am I broadcasting or what is my number? And then you start evaluating, you know, asking that question, why? Why am I at yeah. a four? You know, and then once you identify some of those things, it's like, okay, so what would have to happen for me to be a nine? right? Right. What would have to happen? Uh, What would have to take place for me to be a 9? And then start listing those things out. And what you'll find is, typically, and what I always found was, I've got these, this is where you start identifying your crazy expectations or crazy old story, Mm -hmm. is you've got all these weird things and you just continue to ask yourself, what would have to happen for me to feel this way? What would have to happen for me to experience this? And you'll start identifying some of your crazy insanity, And then you can, once you become aware of it, you can accept it and step out of it, right? Um, To me, that's a, those are kind of real fundamental places to start. What's your, what's your number? Where are you at? And start asking yourself those why questions. And that's just spending time with yourself. And for some people, that's paramount, right? Like, you know, a lot of people just never stop to spend time with yourself to say, hey, I'm going to take a minute. Ask myself what my number is, and in doing that, I'm going to take a minute before I even do that and take and breathe. Just yeah. You know, unplug. I'm going to breathe. Then I'm going to register that, and then I'm going to start asking myself some real fundamental questions like, why? Yeah. Yeah. You know. (laughs) You know, it's not rocket science. It's it's really not. Like it's really when you stop and think about it, it's kind of like okay, breathe. Number. Why? Yeah. And why am I ten? Yeah. Because you can think you're a 10, and we talked about this last night in our meeting, Well, you can think you're a 10, and you ask yourself the question, why? Well, if I'm a 10 because I had a great day and everything went my way and right. everything went exactly like I predicted it today, then that's you're, you're a 10 because of your circumstances, circumstances. Yeah. not uh, because you're a 10.
2: For the day, which will change with the wind.
0: Right, and then tomorrow, right. if everything goes to shit, then you're going to be a 2. Right. And then you can start evaluating that, and again, don't register that as bad that just is, you can start evaluating and going back and forth and saying, okay, what are these things that I'm allowing to impact me right. and drive this number up and down? And do I want to participate in that insanity anymore? Right. So that's at least that's my take on some kind of simple things to start with.
2: Yeah. So that was good. And then just asking yourself who you are and anything we want to add in closing? Come back to our podcast.
1: Yeah, I mean, don't try to, just do. (laughs) That's great, that is Stop trying to do. Stop trying
2: to do everything. Stop
1: trying to do.
2: Stop trying to figure out. You
1: know, the number one thing someone's going to say to you, or say to us about what we just said is, I don't have time. And the answer to that is, no, you don't care enough about yourself that's the truth. You're scared to know who you are. Yeah. You're scared that maybe everything that you thought was isn't. Yeah. yeah. And so if you really are in a place where you want to experience a new way of living life, then you've got to surrender your old thoughts mm-hmm. and beliefs and not say that they're wrong. Just be willing to position yourself, to place yourself, more important, to breathe, and to give your frequency, and to ask yourself why. So a minute, five minutes, ten minutes a day, and see what happens.
2: Yeah, that's good.
1: And become the explorer of your own life. Put
0: a high value on your life, man. You get, we get one, sh- one. Well, what we may be more than one life, who knows? But I know one thing: there's only one person I'm gonna guarantee to spend all of eternity with, for sure. That's me. Whether eternity's eternity or whether it's just this life,
1: I, I, I've got me. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well get to know myself. Really, yeah. your eternity is now. Yeah. Yeah. But the eternal so moment. Forget everything else. Yeah. Forget the past and forget the future. Back to the quote, and of be the day, in the now. B? Which
2: is anxiety yeah. is a fear of the future, and depression is a fear of the past.
1: Doctor Joe Dispenza. There you go. Thanks All right, for folks. joining
2: us. We really appreciate. We'll see you next week. Your
1: don't Be forget, back. muse, meditation, push-ups. <laughs> push-ups. For the brain. <laughs> for the brain.
2: And I've been smelling some good food outside this Are office cooking? for quite some time. So cooking! Yep, on.
1: That's wraps. a wrap, y'all. Is it a wrap?
2: I don't know. Did you turn it off?
1: No.
0: What? Are we still on? We're still on? <gasps> yeah. <gasps> yeah.
1: Uh-oh. 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 yeah. Uh, i <laughs>
2: Wow. Thank you, Thank you.